Hello, my name is Abigail and I am a senior at Providence Baptist College. Welcome to Maverick Messages, where you will hear the soul-stirring sermons we hear each and every school day. Please enjoy the following Maverick message. Genesis 28, it's just a little bit more of a, I guess, a reflective message. I was thinking on Sunday and watching as that whole host of young kids who were getting off the buses and coming into the building and just a big number that we had here <clears throat> and um, just got me to thinking a little bit about their, where they come from and uh, what they live through every day of their lives, a lot of them. And, and I thought of this passage here in Genesis 28, you've got, of course, the story of Jacob going through here where he's bought Esau's birthright, he stole his blessing, he's on the run, and uh, he ends up settling in there or stopping in this place here, not, not far from Haran, apparently. <clears throat> and you get, you get down to verse 15, and behold, I am with thee, the Lord speaking, I will keep thee in all places whether thou goest and will bring thee uh, again into this land, for I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. And jo- Jacob wakened out of his sleep, and he said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I knew it not. You know, we all have an awfully lot of things to be thankful for, but too often we don't even think about it. And I, and I want to just, just share some thoughts with you this morning on, and I knew it not, the blessings that we have and we just sometimes don't realize it. Let's pray. Father, just pray <clears throat> this short thought will maybe impact. And we've heard over and over from Brother Kavanaugh and others that say how we ought to be a grateful people and those that aren't grateful how some tragedies can happen in their lives. But we have so much to be thankful for and not minimizing, of course, things that happen in all of our lives differently from one another. But for the most part, we live a blessed life and we thank you for it. So Father, I just pray that challenge us with a quick message today. We ask it in Christ's name. Amen. Too often we don't realize what we have until sometimes after it's gone. Um, I think a lot of you in this room, uh, you never realized how really great your family was until you left. Now that's life, and, and that's what happens. We, we grow up to leave, uh, but sometimes we take our families for granted. I, my folks were not saved, uh, but I don't remember any event that my sister or I were at. We weren't big I love you people. But I don't, I don't ever remember being at a, a playing at a basketball game or a band concert or anything like that that my folks were not at. They showed us their love. And, and you know, sometimes you just take that for granted. They, they, inv- they invited me one time. We didn't live too far, about 30 miles from the University of Iowa. Well, it was where our home was. And I was in, my sister and I both were in the marching band there. And my folks said, hey, why don't you bring them up? And it's in the wintertime, snow on the ground. Why don't you bring them up? we got a sledding hill, and, and we'll go sledding, and we'll have hot chocolate and stuff. Or 200 band kids came up to our farm and did that, and my folks just had a ball doing it. Water off the ducks back to me. Because that stuff happened all the time, and I just kind of expected it. They'd say on a Friday night, they'd say, hey, if you want to invite some guys over for supper, my mom would say, that's fine, just give me an hour. Just let me have an hour, uh, and, I, and I'll have it ready for you. So one time I called her up and said, I got six, no, seven, six or seven guys that want to come over for supper. My mom said, okay. So in they come, we sit down at the table, and, and living on a farm, you have some flexibility, but they, they have, the, they call them banty hens. 
They're not full-grown chicken, and they're not the little Cornish. They're kind of in between. So the guys are sitting around the table, and my mom goes around the table and puts a chicken on every plate. Yeah, they did the same thing. <gasps> and she's over there just kind of laughing away or whatever. <clears throat> and and I, never, I never gave it much thought. And then a few years later, I, I'm heading off into the Army. I'll be, I was going to be at Fort Ben Harrison for probably three months or so to come back, get married, and then Miss Hall and I had to be in Alabama. So I had my little orange Vega loaded up with my stuff as I'm getting ready to head off. And again, we're out in the country, and so I'm, I'm getting ready to head down the road. I, I take off, I look in the rearview mirror, and, and in the middle of the road are my parents side by side just going. I never gave it another thought until about 10 years ago or so, when, no, it'd be more than that, probably 15. <clears throat> Vanessa gets married, and she and Jason are getting ready to pull away. They had a bunch of stuff in her house. They picked it up, put it in a truck. They're driving out the driveway, and Miss Hall and I are standing in the middle of the driveway, and my mind went back to my folks, standing there waving. And what I never realized, what never dawned on me, is that as we're excitedly going into a new adventure in life, they're still home and walking by the empty bedroom and missing the place that you were at at the table. And we're just having a great time with the new aspect of our life. How often do we stop and think, you know, I really had a pretty good deal going there. Now, I understand not everybody had the model home, two parents, da da da, da. there's all kinds of situations. I understand that. But you know what? The Lord got, gets all of us through the situations that he wants us to go through, and there's always a purpose for it. And we don't necessarily look back and, and say, you know, Lord, I, I appreciate you doing that in my life. And, and sometimes some of you are negligent in not calling folks. And, 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 I, and I'm not a big one for the tech stuff. Even calling is better. But if you scribble something down on a card, there's just something special about that still. When we get something from the grandkids, it's a picture or something that's on it, you know, or a phone call. We like that. And, of course, Zooming now is great because you can see them. Uh, but uh, some of you in here, you haven't sent a note home or talked to your folks since you've been here. And they're sitting there knowing that this is inevitable. It's life. But just wondering how you're doing and how things are going. You might want to just stop for a minute and give them a call and just say thanks for putting me in a position where I can be. You didn't have to be born to those folks. You didn't have to be born in that church. You didn't have to be born in a situation which allowed you to be here. But he did. And your folks, and by the way, Sunday school teachers, there's a Sunday school teacher, a Sunday school teacher led me to the Lord. Bus worker, bus captain at your home church, I don't, whatever your situation is, surely there are some good laymen there that have impacted on you. When's the last time you wrote them a note or jotted them uh, or sent a text or called? Even better, I told you a while back that I had uh, a guy that really was instrumental in Cindy and I, our um, <clears throat> um, spiritual growth. Uh, we were both neo-evangelicals that didn't even go to church, but he had that Bible study at the University of Iowa that we went to. And uh, really that's where we got grounded and, and started growing and had, having a desire to do whatever the Lord's got for us. Um, he, he was having to, he's, he's in his 90s now, and just 10 years ago was playing on the National Championship Senior Basketball Division in his 80s, full court basketball. Well, he's got some illness issues now, so I called him up, just talked to him on the phone. Well, Brother Mike, how are you doing? And we just chatted for a while. 
it meant a lot to me. I'm sure it did to him. Just one of his boys that he had over the years. So how about you? I mean, surely, I bet, I bet every one of you in this room now, somebody's face popped into your mind. That, that was a blessing to you. You'll never regret taking a couple of minutes just to jot them a note and let them know how much you appreciate it. So we take often our families for granted. You take your growing, your, your, your young, your elementary and, and high school years for granted, all of the privileges and things that you had, siblings that you got. You know, my sister and I, it was just the two of us out on a farm, and so we fought all the time. That's just what you do, right? <clears throat> but now, it, nobody else could lay a finger on her, otherwise you beat the snot out of them. But, you know, I stop and think of the blessing my sister's been. She's in the area here. They're in a, they're in a big church north of Cary up there and, and actively involved, and we get together every once in a while. And I appreciate her and the blessing that she's been in our life. How about you, siblings? Been a blessing to you? Sometimes you wonder if they're a blessing, but usually the farther away you get from them, the closer you get somehow. Well, family, whatever the case may be, maybe you just need to stop and reflect for a minute. How about your, your church? Folks, churches don't have to be big to be great. And I know some big churches that aren't great churches. I know some small churches that are fabulous churches. Cindy and I had the opportunity to be in a lot of different churches as they moved around in the military and, and got to understand it's not the size that makes the difference. It's the heart and the desire to be a blessing to the community that they're in that, that's that way. And, and as I look around the room, one of the neat things about us traveling and, and getting out and about, we know a lot of your churches, we know a lot of your preachers, we know some of the people in your church we got to know them over the years. And how exciting it is just for us to go back and to see the churches that you come from still going strong in their area. Some of them had pastors that have been there for 30 years, 40 years, folks that have grown up in that church and, and, and ministered to you in some form or fashion. Some of you came from great churches, whether large or not. But by the way, where's Jono at? Yeah, thanks for telling everybody about your uncle. His uncle fell to Caleb. I don't know how many of you know Caleb. But it fell 24 feet off the roof of the gym of their church there and just broke a leg. I mean, it could have been a lot worse than that. But uh, So the moral of that story is don't jump off of roofs at 24 feet unless you're rappelling, right? <clears throat> so great churches out there, growing, solid, secure, stable, good testimony in the community. Got you to where you are today, right. teaching of the pastor, Sunday school teacher, whatever the case may be. Are you thankful for your local church? You lived in there, you attended it, you, you, you were participated in it. And the greatness, you didn't even know. Until yeah. you start getting away. Yeah. And looking back. Yeah. Exciting local church, cutting edge, great layman in the church, they're a blessing. How about your pastor? Yeah, a lot of you in here come from churches. The pastor's been there a long time, been faithful, has worked hard <clears throat> to create a good environment for you. I, I appreciate so much the churches we've been a part at, a part of. Uh, one of the churches that we were part of was Marion Avenue Baptist Church back in Washington, Iowa. Larry Brown was the pastor there. So where Brother Angel and our, their family and our family got to know one another and uh, served together. He was a youth pastor and I was a song leader for about four years in the middle 80s there and still stay in touch with them. And it means, meant a lot to us. That probably was one of the first permanent churches that we could call a home church. Uh, the others had some issues that involved with them, but for the most part. And uh, what a blessing that is. They run hundreds of people in it. I think Washington, Iowa has like 8,000. Is that right? 
think it's something like that. It's not a big town at all. But what an impact that they're making in that area and the impact it made on my life. And, and I contact Brother Brown. I, one of the things I really appreciate is Brother Brown and his wife call Cindy regularly and just let her know they're praying for her because of her cancer and, and what's going on and uh, still playing the role of pastor. I guess once you have that heart, you don't lose it. A great pastor, you've had a pastor, when's the last time you, you jotted him a note and said, hey preacher, thank you so much for all you did for me. You might think I didn't notice, I did. I just kind of was too lazy to say anything about it. Uh, that You know, preachers get beat on for a lot of stuff. Just one little note that floats by one day in a week can make a huge difference just in the spirit and attitude. Uh, they're human beings like everybody else. And sometimes they just go, you know, I just don't know if this is worth it or not. But one note comes by and they say, yep, I got a senior at Bible college. It's been worth it. So have you been thankful as far as your pastor is concerned? You've had a great one, standard bearer, making an impact in your community. How about here? No, we're not trying to toot our own horn or anything, but we work very hard to provide a good environment for you and a good academic program for you. Some of you have been here for four years. Have you appreciated what you've gotten? There's probably some instructors that pop on campus once or twice a week for an hour or so and leave. Have you said anything to them? Have you mentioned anything to them? Uh, we, we've got a great faculty here. Boy, th think of people like Brother Angel and Brother Ballard come by, Brother Harrison comes by. We've had Brother Baker in the past, we've had Brother Woodward in the past. And I, could, I could keep naming names of, of fellows that just take, took their time to be here. <clears throat> When's the last time you stopped and thought, you know what, they didn't have to do that? And by the way, we've got missionaries on the field now that because of Brother Harrison and Brother Aswarty and their experience on the field have a huge head start on others that are wanting to go to, to, to a field from other schools. The Lord's given us just a tremendous, tremendous faculty. Adjunct faculty, part-time faculty, folks that like say come and, and take time off and pop over here and teach a class and leave. When's the last time you just thought for a minute, what a blessing. Sure, the Lord is in this place and we knew it not, well, we didn't think about it. Try to provide a good environment. Brother Gomez always said, I want to have a place that's a serious-minded school that we can have fun at. And I'm going, well, what he was saying was, the Lord doesn't mind us having a little bit of fun. Well, it's time. But you know, when it's time to get serious and get down to it, he says, I want a bunch of students that understand there are times to get serious and do what needs to be done and save the fun for later. And for the most part, I think over the years, that message has, whether knowingly or not, that message has kind of gotten around. We don't have a lot of party people that come here. So we like to have fun. I don't have a problem with having fun. But you know, you got students sometimes that just go someplace for they can party and have a good time the whole time. But I appreciate the environment that Brother Gomez set up and Brother Kavanaugh continues where if you want to serve the Lord, this is a great place to learn how to do it because there's a lot of people that just want to do it. And you know what? The hardest thing about that is having a spirit of that's what we do. That's, that's what we do. I, I like doing this, and that's what I want to do with my life. That's the environment that we're trying to create here. And, and the Lord's given us a bunch of good instructors to help with that. <clears throat> we want a serving-oriented student body. Uh, there's no pressure, but I think everybody's idea is do right. 
And every once in a while, you get a knothead that does something stupid. It happens. We're human beings. We understand that. But for the most part, I, folks, I can tell you some nightmares of other places where 20 and 30 people are kicked out at a time for issues that came up. I, some nightmares that are out there. We've never had that here. Not like that. Uh, we've, we've maybe had one or two major issues that have happened here in the last five or ten years. And praise the Lord for that. And, and that's, not, that's not because anybody oppresses you. That's just because you have the attitude of, well, I think maybe since I'm here, I'm going to do right. And learn to have what God's got for me. And so I appreciate, like I said, that environment. Have a good time. I think we had a pretty good time rafting. Pray for global warming. We didn't get to go tubing last year which is a riot. We get inner tubes, truck inner tubes, and when there's snow on the ground, we just take a day and go sliding down the hill and killing one another. <clears throat> and it ends up being a great time. Christmas lights, all kinds of different things that are going on. I might mention this, just in case you didn't know, and how would you, I guess. You have some pretty nice facilities here. Even as old as, as they are, we date back to the late 70s, early 80s, this facility. But the Lord's given us something that's really not too bad. And can you guess how many Bible colleges have rooms for three, no more than three people, and its own restroom, bathroom, shower? Can you name any? No. I went to the University of Iowa. We lived on a floor of 50 guys, and we had common showers and common toilets. There's like eight showers, eight toilets. You just took your turn. That's a public university that's got all the money in the world. That's what they go through. And you all have three in a I'm, When I'm seeing what you got, I'm going, you've got to be kidding me. We're going to just torture them or something. <clears throat> three people in a room. And, 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 and back when we first got it, every room had its own phone in it because we didn't have cell phones back then. Every room had its own phone in it. Maybe something to stop and think and say, Lord, you know what? i got something good here, and I don't want to mess with it. Stop and think what you got. We've got a nice setup for married housing students. I appreciate how the Lord worked that out. <clears throat> you guys got good access to jobs around here. When we're, when we're out recruiting, one of the things that I say, yeah, even the girls pay their own bill away around here. And if you don't have a job, it's because you don't want a job. You can get, now, I'm not saying you're going to find a job you like. You know, we don't want you to find a job you like. We want you to look forward to leaving, right? So if you have a job you like, it's probably not one you're supposed to have. But the fact of the matter is, you want a job around here, you can get a job around here. It's not that, it's not that hard to do. It might not be what you necessarily prefer, but it pays the bills, amen? And by the way, just to loop back around, you'd be shocked how many of your dads, and perhaps moms, have worked jobs for 30, 40 years that they really don't like just to put food on the table and have a house for you. They would really rather be doing a lot of other things, but they're doing that because it pays the bills. <clears throat> One of the things that I think is a blessing to us as a faculty is the reputation of our graduates. I can't tell you how often I get notes, letters, or if we have something like Old Paths, or I'm out traveling or whatever, they say, you know, we appreciate your students. We don't even have to ask about them. We, we know that they're hardworking students and they are well prepared. Our youth pastors that go out there, we get great reports all the time. These guys work like dogs. They work hard. What did you guys do to them up there? Teachers. 
Man, these gals step in the classroom and guys step in the classroom. It's almost like they've been teaching forever already. By the time they're done and off down someplace, time after time, the best teachers we have ever had, time after time after time. And that's because of the reputation of our graduates here. Good spirits, good attitudes, hardworking, well-taught. And you know what? Every school has dumb heads that rebel against what's being taught. But percentage-wise, we are so low, it's unbelievable. Because you get it. You get it. For the most part, historically, as a student body, it has dawned on you, you know, the stuff that my parents taught me and my pastor taught me and the stuff that I got at the college, that's true. It's the right stuff. And you buy into it and you serve from then on. It's shocking how many other places have students that turn their backs on what they've been taught, turn their backs on the parents, turn their backs on the movements they've been a part of. Be shocked how many people end up doing that. But one of the blessings, and, and 3 John 4 says, I have no greater joy than to hear my children walk in truth. And in fact, you guys aren't biologically our kids, but every one of you go through here, we feel an ownership with you and a, com and a, and a, 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 a camaraderie with you as you go. And, and when we have something like Old Paths and see folks that graduated last year, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, what a joy. Why? Because they get it. They got it. And they understand. And they're out there putting it into play and putting it into practice. And like I said, not necessarily biological, our children, but boy, the pride and the joy that we see in people serving, it's almost as if. Almost as if. And by the way, if I just add this, it hurts just as bad when you don't get it and when you turn another direction and do something else. It's so few that end up doing that. It, that that's a blessing to us for that being the case. Well, there's an awful lot of things as you go through your life that you're going to look in retrospect and say, man, I didn't realize what I had. People that you've run across, places you've been, Miss Hall and I were kind of looking through our life uh, in the past, and for two Iowa farm kids, we've been around a little bit, and never realized, we went to the Olympics in Seoul, Korea. This was the 88 Olympics, so it wasn't recent. But we actually went to the Olympic Games in Seoul, Korea. That was cool or anything. We have skied the Alps of Germany. Almost broke a leg doing that, but made it anyway. Our philosophy is if you're not falling, you're not trying hard enough. <laughs> We've been in Hawaii two or three times. And in each case, paid for nothing. It's another message, but God's not going to owe you anything, by the way. He'll take care of you. What David said, I was old, young, now I'm old, yet I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. God takes care of you. But you know what? We need to be a thankful people. You need to take some time and just say, you know what, Lord? You've been awfully good to me. Amen. No matter, I don't care what your background is. You're here. Some of you have a fresh start. And you're doing so good. Others of you just continue right on with what you, taught, what you were taught back home. But stop every once in a while and just think how good the Lord's been. We had the story here where he said, you know what? I can't believe that I, 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 I'm where I'm at. And God got me here because Jacob was on the run a whole bunch before that. And all of a sudden, God stops him and gives a promise to him. He said, I never realized I was in God's will the whole time. 
doing what I'm supposed to be doing, and here it is, surely the Lord is in this place, and I knew it not. Don't let yourself get in that position here. Don't let yourself be in a position where surely the Lord is in this place and you're oblivious to it. Get all you can, take advantage of everything you can, be a grateful group, let others know you appreciate the investment they have, and I think it'll make a difference. <clears throat> I was watching those young kids getting off that bus, or those buses, and I'm thinking, they go through, some of them go through hell through the week. And you guys intervene and give them a little love, a little peace, a little joy. And they don't say anything to you most of the time. But I promise you, there will be a time down the road where they will remember and appreciate that. I was like a bus kid. A daily vacation Bible school neighbor lady invited my sister and I to go. She loaded us up in her car and took us to daily vacation Bible school. Never thought about it for a long time till one day the Lord brought it to my mind. I said, you know what? That lady loved her neighbor enough to get her two little kids under the sound of the gospel. And she didn't have to do that. So I try to do all that I can to be grateful for those who got me where I am, knowing it has nothing to do with me other than just saying, okay, Lord, let's go for a ride and follow what he has. Praise the Lord. Please tune in again for another Maverick message.